0: So welcome to the Black Experience podcast series brought to you by Ryerson Student Life and Campus Engagement. So this is the slice of life. The Black Experience is a three-part episode series that was created to hold space for Black students to deliberate over Black identity and the lived experiences of Black-identified individuals and communities. My name is Uba, and my pronouns are she and her.
1: My name is Sanyu, my pronouns are she and they and we
2: are your hosts for this series.
1: We have two guests with us here today. Um, if you would like to introduce yourselves, I guess we can start with-
2: Hi, so my name is Ezekiel my pronouns are he, My pronouns, not pronouns are he and him, <laughs> and I am a third year student in biomedical science.
3: My name is Zanala Chisholm. I am a third year student in English, and my pronouns are she, her.
1: Awesome, thank you so much for um, taking this time with us today. Um, I guess we're going to just jump right into our first segment. And uh, basically, the whole topic of today is Black intersectionality and the diversity and uni- uniqueness of uh, every Black experience. So our first segment is Black intersectionality. Like, is there a difference? So uh, as you might be aware, Black intersectionality, I will sorry, not Black intersectionality, but the, in, the intersectionality was coined by uh, a woman named Kimberly Crenshaw, uh, who is currently a law professor at UCLA and Columbia University. Um, our first question is, how would you define intersectionality? And then how would you f- define Black intersectionality? So I guess I'll hand that over to Ezekiel, um, go ahead
2: okay um okay so to me black intersectionality is like the overlapping experience of segregation faced by people with several identities so there's more layers that um other people look at them and um, can discriminate them based on
3: i would define intersectionality and i guess black intersectionality is the unique experiences um for people who live in like the kind of crossroads or like the borderlands between social identities um and so they experience a very unique way of life that has to do with you know the different intersections that they exist within Mm -hmm. and I think uh it can be both a positive experience or or a negative I agree with that
1: yeah I totally agree so um based off of that I uh, Zana is talking about crossroads. So uh, I know that um, personally I am a member of the LGBT community. Um, but how do you think that Black people can be better allies to Black people at the intersection of, or the crossroads of other marginalizations in our community? Well,
3: I I like to think that when it comes to supporting Black people who live within intersections that um, we are prioritizing their needs and their movements. I guess specifically within Black liberation um, as a movement, and like I think that it makes the most sense to first go ahead and target the desires and like the um, demands that like the most intersectional people have because it ends up benefiting everybody else. Yeah. Um, Since they are the ones, you know, who are most uh, disenfranchised. Right. And so, yeah, I just feel like I remember there's this term where it's like um, liberation comes from the bottom up or something like that. Mm -hmm.
2: So yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: just caring for people at the bottom. Yeah. Makes it so that people everywhere else benefit as well.
1: Right. I totally agree. Um, There is this one quote, this trans woman said, Mm -hmm. I can't remember her name at this Uh, time, but uh, this black trans woman, actually, she basically said that once you support the most marginalized of the marginalized, everybody else's liberation comes after because the most marginalized is freed. right? So
0: I think that it's also really important to remember when we do want to be advocates and allies. For people of these different intersections, we have to pass the mic and make sure that these individuals can actually speak for themselves and advocate for themselves. And it shouldn't be somebody of a different community speaking on behalf of those people, right? So I use this example a lot where it's like, if I'm telling a story, it's important to bring people who are a part of that lived experience to tell those stories instead of me, somebody that has maybe known people or been around that to speak on those pe- on those experiences, Right. So I think that's really important as well.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I feel like the the best way to tell a story is to have that unique and lived experience to be told through that, whoever it might be, right?
2: So I feel like that comes with just having an open mind and realizing that everyone is just bound to be different somehow, right? Everyone has their own flavor, their own spice, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, I feel like if we can just, like, accept that, like, and adore, like, the Black, like, like, the LGBTQ, like, community, whiteness, anything that, like, people are insecure about, then we can overcome this barrier.
1: So, um, as a Black identified individual, how do you guys feel about um, people addressing you as a person of color? than a black person and um anyone can answer yeah (laughs)
3: start um i feel like when i was younger i didn't mind so much because i was like oh well like this is a new term and it's like nice to have something new to use but i think the older i've gotten and the more i've become aware of like the specific um struggles that we're facing as Black people, it just, it doesn't make sense to me to feel or to like constantly be placed in people of color when I know that the specific needs of Black people need to be addressed directly. I think that it's fine when we're talking about issues of like people of color as a whole, but I think it doesn't help when it's, when you're specifically talking about Black people and you don't use Black
1: yeah, I totally agree. Is
2: he thinking? Yeah, so I personally feel that um, when you, when people say like a uh, person of color rather than black, it more so like seems like um, like groups are like segregating. It's like let's just like group like um, Mexicans, Asians, every other like person of color like into one group, and then just like segregate it, right? But I feel like like um, if we can like acknowledge that like there's different like different countries, different um, like la- um, like like, in Africa, right? Because I feel like even people may not understand something like that, um, where, um, like, um, like, I feel like we could all come together and unite, like, as a group by just embracing the, our individualities is what I'm trying to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally see um, uh, value in wanting to be, like in solidarity with people who are racialized or marginalized um, because of their ethnicity or um, their skin color, but also wanting to actually put emphasis on whichever marginalization is what you can relate to, right? So for example, All of us are black students. Right. So we want to highlight the experience of black students. Right. Because we're black. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Would you have um, anything to say about this particular question?
0: I I get into beef with people like I have a really good friend who's Colombian and she's like, yeah, as, as people of color, I'm like, Shorty, please do not group our experiences together. Like, I get it. But we ain't the same, especially if you come from a place where people are very anti-Black. I feel like the running theme of all these other people of color is that they're anti-Black. So I'm not trying to be, you know, like, all like, you know, kikiing with you when groups of your people don't like me. You feel what I'm saying? So that's just me. I'm like, my experience is unique. And not that that's a bad thing or that I have, like, any resentment. I'm just like, it's very different. The yeah. way that you navigate and I navigate could be similar in white spaces, but in other spaces, it's not the same. You know what I mean? So
2: exactly. it's important. Yeah. Like, I feel like people should like understand that, like, like there are so many different cultures and countries that like no one even knows about. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and we shouldn't just like think like, Oh, like this guy can say like he's Polish and this guy can say he's German. But then when it's like, Oh, you're just black. You're like, it's like, come on. Like there's, Literally countries? In in Africa, right? Like, come on. Like, yeah, I just find
1: it crazy. Yeah, I think it's important to, like, not only encourage people to identify how they feel, how they feel comfortable, like, with identify, but also allowing them that space to just be who they are and exist in whatever intersection that they are in, right? Okay. So um, I guess we can move on to the next section. Uh, yeah. Section, Yeah.
0: So what are some unique experiences that you have had uh, being Black? Like anything, it could be anything positive, negative. Like what are some experiences that you think about when you think about you moving in the world, you know?
2: Um, okay. So I guess like I- I'll start off. Um, okay so like just okay just like weird experiences um just all around because it's like it's like it's like double-sided right so I wouldn't say it's like just negative just positive but here's an example okay so so for example like if I'm walking like on the streets of Toronto with like a hood on right like it just yeah like the label is just already there like I'm gonna do something right so I usually just have to like I usually just I'm really obvious like with my movements like You know what I mean? Like, I usually get, like, stared at in, like, um, gas stations, some stores. Like, you know what I mean? But it's, like, um, uh, it's also, I guess, a benefit in some ways because it's, like, it'll get me a free seat, like, on the subway, like, if I'm going home late at night. You know what I mean? On the Mm -hmm. bus. Because, you know what I mean? If I'm sitting at the back, like, the stark scary dude, it's worked in my advantage, right? So like, I embrace it. Like, Yeah
1: i'm finished
0: <laughs> and that doesn't make you feel a type of way
2: <laughs>
0: I, I like that oh, we're looking is- it in a negative w- in a positive way actually instead mm-hmm. of i guess the negative being like yo why are you placing me in this like category or like judging mm-hmm. me but
2: mm-hmm. yeah i think it's because okay like I, for sure i understand like everyone comes from like somewhere different so like it may not be understood like here it's like everyone has been seeing like Uh, just weird like Muppets and like everything like that and and different skin tones like around them in schools and everything like that and I feel like like TV has done like a good job of like like showing diversity right like here but I guess like in other countries that they may not have that same experience so like I might seem like the rumor that someone like heard of right but like for example if someone told me that there's like a nice wolf like on a street, right? <laughs> it's a wolf. All right, you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen a wolf before. Like, I might be afraid of it. So it's like, okay, that's reasonable. But, like, until someone gets near it, like, they can realize that that's a dog. Like, that thing's loyal. That thing's, like, by my side. I'm feeding that dog. It's my buddy. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would even say, like, that experience could even be in different Black spaces as well. Like, you coming in as an outsider, like, I feel that in any space, you could be put in that position, right? And I feel like it actually hurts more when it's people of your own community, I guess, community at large, that does that to you, versus people who aren't from your community. So you could be like, oh, I get why you think like this. You know what I mean? hmm hmm Okay, so have you dealt, I guess moving on to that, have you dealt with bias or racism based on your skin tone, so colorism, in your... I'll I'll let you melanated man
2: speak about that. <laughs> um, uh, should I go first or? Sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I've experienced. Um. So like. Okay. So one time with with um one of my coworkers like we had like gotten into like an argument about like a song right because like there was like a note at the end and like one person like wasn't there like it was like it was kind of scattered but we're basically supposed to just like play the song just like quiet like at the end. But like, just for the last note, I just I didn't really care. Like, I played it, played it, mezzo piano, right? Not piano, which is what it was written as. So then, like, one of my coworkers, like, he was like, "You're supposed to play it piano. Like, that's wrong. Like, that's not cool." And then, like, we ended up getting into an argument, right? So, but the um, there was like um, one of our managers, like, or like uh, I guess you could say like of the sort, right? Like, he's like higher up. Um, he's like watching the the thing, and he's like, uh "Oh, mm-hmm. right." And then um basically just like on break, um, like when I come back from break, like after lunch, um, he's like, Oh, like Ezekiel, can I speak to you like on the side? And I was like, Yeah, sure. And he was like, he's like, Ezekiel, please don't beat up don't beat him up. Like he's such a good kid. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, like I like you know what I mean? Like we just got into an argument. Like I'm not trying to beat anyone up. Like it's not violence out here. Like I'm not I'm not that kind of dude, like I'm a nice dude, right? But it was just like so like I don't know, like like obviously I can't like say for sure that that's what it was, but it was just so weird because like we both got into the argument, but like he just pulled me aside and he was like, "Oh, like don't beat him up." I don't know, just yeah,
1: yeah. That assumption that <laughs> the black man is gonna beat him up, like no.
0: I would have been like, yeah, I want to, but I like myself more, and I don't want to get in trouble based on those actions.
1: You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Exactly. Um, Sorry, it cut out for a second. Was the question about have I ever experienced colorism?
0: Or like have you seen or experienced bias um, based on yeah, on colorism?
3: Yeah, I mean I think I have from both sides because okay. I I think I fall somewhere in the middle in terms of like skin tones. And so I have both been a recipient of colorism and then I think I've also in certain situations benefited from colorism and so I mean in my specific experiences I think at work is where I experience the most um colorism and negative impact like I remember <laughs> I'll just have people like if I look like I'm in a bad mood or something like that or just not speaking or saying anything compared to what the re- reactions with being with other co-workers I'll just have people come up to me and be like oh like what's wrong or like are you going like are you angry or something like that even though I'm not like giving off any energy that would say that I am it's just a weird assumption that there's like you're angry or you're like on the verge about to do something that I feel like doesn't happen for other people besides besides black people and besides people who are on the darker skin tone spectrum and it's just like it's very annoying but then I've also been in other experiences where if I am one of the lighter people in the room like there's a difference in the way that I'm treated versus my friends or just versus other people who are there um, maybe people are just they feel safer with me or they're just more welcoming and kinder And like, I guess less cautious. It's just very like, it's a weird energy. And I think you definitely notice it when it happens. Um, Yeah. But I can't ever think of like a very specific experience where I'm like, that was colorism. But I feel like you kind of just know when it is.
1: Yeah, it's weird navigating those spaces where you know that this is like, they're treating you differently. And it might be because of skin tone like that's kind of weird. Like proximity is is a privilege in itself. Like having that quote unquote proximity to lighter skin is a privilege in itself. So,
0: yeah. um,
1: So I guess we'll move on uh, in the questions. So um, Ezekiel, I know that you are a music educator. And um, we we're wondering if you have expe- uh, faced any other discrimination. I know you, you spoke about um, that altercation that you had with another band member, but um, any other discrimination that you've had in your field, like based on your blackness?
2: Yeah. So- I haven't experienced like too much um discrimination like as a music educator but um, and that could just be like how how you think like they're accepting of, of i guess like people like and i guess that's a good thing right um yeah but i yeah but um but um i i'd say like in my program like a couple of times maybe i have um so like i remember one time like um i was going to visit my high school and then i was in my biomedical sciences sweater and then um, i'm just like signing out like a pass whatever and she's like is that your sweater and I was like, come on, like, what? Like, why would you just wear someone else's sweater? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like,
1: <laughs> assumption.
2: I definitely feel hard. that. Yeah.
0: I think in academia, specific, like, especially, like, it's, there's a very big disconnect, you know what I mean? Especially in certain fields and industries, right? So you don't really see as many people of color, black people, women, in certain industries, like science, engineering, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's very easy for you to be typecasted or not feel like you deserve to be in those spaces like imposter syndrome because you don't you literally don't see anybody who represents you or who you can identify with on that level, you know?
2: yeah, yeah. but I guess that really shows like how much like perceptions can like change like like how you behave. So and I feel yeah, like I really know, think. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Right.
0: I was just saying. Yeah, I was oh, just saying. Yeah.
2: Like, but um, I I feel like honestly, just the way that like we're able to shape and like um, and show like that things are different. Like things aren't like the way that like we we have seen them before, and like we're adapting from like generations like before, because like the thought process has been so different from time and time and time again, right? Um, But if we just, like, encourage, like, that, like, accepting, like, process and everyone's just able to just, like, you know, like, have that positive energy, like, I really believe that, like, we can get there.
1: I think what's really important to kind of, like, work with imposter uh, syndrome is, like, like being that representation that you didn't see and, like, just, like, trying to, like, fill space, like, because... This space, I mean, like, especially when you're in white spaces, it's easy to feel very small because I'm not sure if you guys have experienced this, but like being like the only black person in the room, it's easy to like shrink yourself and like try to minimize yourself in order to to, I guess, just fit in. But you weren't meant to fit in, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's okay to like hold space and just be there be who you are and just experience things and it might be a negative experience but it won't always be a negative experience and other people can look up to you and be like wow there's somebody that looks like me that's in this space where I thought that I could never be but here you are right so just leading up for the next generation right um, I believe the next question is for Zanale. Yeah. So, um, I we I, I believe that you're a, a feminist, an editor for a family, feminist magazine. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Give props for that first. Like, just little claps for that. That's amazing. So. Um we had the question of like what is your experience with um specifically white feminism and just like try to navigate um the space of feminism as a black person.
3: I feel like trying to navigate feminism when I first started it was definitely only white feminism that I was familiar with and I Mm-hmm. was I loved the idea and the movement that was copying feminism but it was hard to be attached because there was no representation for black women there was no representation for like the intersections of womanhood beyond, beyond like white cishet women um and so it mm-hmm. kind of took a lot mm-hmm. of finding smaller communities and finding those activists and those advocates who were fighting for like womanism which is a term that I just kind of learned in the past few years mm-hmm. um, to kind of begin to reshape my understanding of feminism. But it's also, it's been really exciting because I feel like it's just began a conversation that is giving, I guess, a platform to women who usually don't get to speak on their own issues, um, and to people who don't get to speak on their own issues. And I just feel like now more than ever there's just so much complexity in the conversation around feminism when before i think like the big Mm -hmm. talking points were like the pay gap and things like that and now we're just starting to see a lot more uh, layers and it's been really cool to just kind of be a part of that in small ways in my own communities
1: that's awesome yeah i love the idea of bringing nuance to feminism because there's so many other ways to view it and instead of looking at it from a specific lens which is um which the majority has or not the majority but the the people who are have the most power have but looking at it from the most marginalized people in the specific group right um so leading on from uh I guess, um, feminism, white feminism and, um, and womanism. So given like the intersection of like sexism and racism, um, which was coined as misogynoir by the black queer feminist Moya Bailey. How do you guys advocate for black women and like femme aligned people?
3: Um. Well, I think I can I can go first. Um, I think that one way I try to do that in my own life is just kind of yeah. always creating space either for Black women and family-aligned people, family Black people to come to me if they mm-hmm. kind of just want a safe space to be. Um, I've been working a, mm-hmm. a lot with my friends to kind of create like spaces of joy black women and black femme people because I feel like whenever we do have spaces for ourselves it's always like to mourn or like (laughs) it's just very sad usually and I am really focused now on like joy and like celebrating all the amazing things that we have about ourselves and that we're doing and all the work that we have so that's been like a big thing for me um and just like just trying to be make more friends grow the community and show that like this is a place of love, and support, and just like, camaraderie, rather than having our connection through struggle yeah. and depression.
1: Yeah, I feel like trauma bonding has <laughs> been a really common thing for Black women. And um, that's not all we have to offer. <laughs> you know, our, our trauma is not everything, right? We have really cool things, right?
0: Oh,
2: Ezekiel, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So honestly, I would say that it, it just goes like how in my everyday life I I would do that. It's just um or how I do do that. Um, it's just including everyone in my conversations. Like I, I like to, like, in in the safest way, speak to strangers. Like, you know what I mean? Like embracing that. Like, like every I that, that's why I love going to school in Toronto. I'm from Sasaga. Um, I can mm. actually even see the view from like my my window. I you,
1: guys
2: <laughs> you guys probably can't see it but but like um yeah like just how everyone just embraces like how different they are like everyone just it's like a dr seuss novel some people just walk in different ways some people are just doing their own thing right i love it like i love it i i yeah i'd say that it, it just goes about just like embracing that like individuality like yeah that's how it's here mm-hmm.
0: Okay, going off that, it's funny that you spoke about um Daniel specific about how we shouldn't base our experiences of bonding or camaraderie based on trauma. So this is like what we're gonna speak about now. Another point or section of this conversation is like, what is the beauty of blackness? What are the positive experiences? and great things about being black because we could talk about struggle. We could talk about the plights which are very real experiences, but we also have to remember that, you know, there's Black Boy Joy, Black Girl Magic, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. can you, this is a question for both, for both of you guys. And I guess Daniela, you could sp- start. Um, what What is your favorite thing about being Black? Why do you think being Black is amazing?
3: Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing about being Black is... Probably the humor I've just like <laughs> we like are able to make anything hilarious and yeah. we're just the funny it's just so incredible there's so many terms that we've come up with and memes and just like <laughs> culture that I just like it's hard to even understand how it's constant we're just like <laughs> everything <laughs> and I think that's probably my favorite thing it's like never a day that goes by where I'm not laughing because black people are hilarious. <laughs>
2: exactly yeah like the way that we just all laughed right there i would completely agree like i just i love how i love the camaraderie like just the fact mm. that like you can just like like exactly like what i said before like what i was saying similar before um even in like the slc or just like around toronto i could just like see like a black stranger who i've never met before in my life but he'll just be like yo it's good like i'll just be like yo it's good like it's just it's just hype. It's just, there's just so much energy there, being able to, like, be be friendly and just realize that, like, it can be loose, it can be chill, it doesn't always yeah. need to be serious all the time. Just, I feel like that mellow, like, flow is just yeah. what I love about being Black.
1: Yeah. Um, my favorite things about being Black um, was recently brought up on Twitter, and it's the way Black people laugh. Like, there's just, like, different types of laugh. Like, you know how there's the spray bottle one? Like, the... Like, when people laugh, and then it's the get up and runaways, like, some people fall out in their chairs, and that's just common, like, it's just common that when Black people laugh, it's like a a full um, expression of joy, like, like, the whole body, your whole body feels it, like, when you're laughing, like, you, you, maybe you'll lose your voice, like, you're halfway through, you're laughing, and then it's just silence, like... One of my favorite things is that, like, there's just, like, so much joy to the point of, like, uh, uh, almost weird, or, or I wouldn't say weird, I just think it's um just, like, maybe unusual type of reaction, and I love that. I think it's so amazing, and also funny, it's funny that, that Black people have these laughs that seem to be, like, common through, like throughout the world, which is <laughs> hilarious.
0: I don't know if any of you guys have done this, but like when we were allowed to be at school, right? Anytime I was just having like kind of a low day or I was kind of like low energy, I just go to the, was it? Sixth floor SLC. And I just wait to find people to start laughing, yeah. being loud. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. And then I just join in. Like, okay. I, I don't know these people. I'm like, what's up? My name's Uva. How are you? You know what I mean? I'm like, I never met you before, but you're Black, so I'm going to talk to you. I've done that countless times. This is how I networked with people at university. I was like, you're black, what's happening? You know what I mean?
2: It's a beautiful And, yeah. One. and like, those yeah.
0: But yeah, there's
2: my- this. Inter- inter- oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say my favorite thing, being black is literally just hairstyles. As a black woman, I can just try out all these hairstyles, all these looks, and it is what it is. Like, I'm just killing it, sorry. Yep.
2: Even the only always- black
0: woman I get ex- inspiration course. from, and I'm like, listen, nobody does it like we do it, okay? So, that's my hair part.
2: Okay. Go on. And the
0: food. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> things, but I'll say right. the I'll food, say hey, the food. food are like number, number I
2: love rice. Food.
1: <laughs> the food. Oh, gosh. The way that we do rice? Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs>
1: All across the world, the way that do, we do rice is amazing.
0: Okay.
1: Amazing.
0: Okay, so also, which ethnic communities do you identify with? Does that influence or enhance your Black experience? I know um we were talking about you being Ghanaian uh for Ezekiel, right? So yeah. do you feel like you being Ghanaian has enhanced your black experience? Do you feel like you also have a unique Black experience?
2: Yeah, so um I honestly feel like um it has helped my experience because um I it just like that that easygoingness like that I, that I feel like um a lot of uh like the Ghanaian culture like preaches about like, it's just somehow channeled into me. I don't know if it's through my genetics, like, (laughs) shadow for biomedical sciences, had to throw that in there. Um, Or just the the culture, or the the combination of both. But yeah, like that just positive, like, it's, I don't know, like, and there's this really interesting quote that I actually recently heard about. um, And it was like, friendship doesn't depend on like, um, how much time you spend together. And I feel like, just like what, what we were just talking about earlier like everyone's just able to instantly click just by being mm-hmm. black just coming up like hey like hey i'm uva like right hmm. so yeah
1: danians just have that some some you know you just want be there
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you
0: then yeah i mean i my
3: dad Dad's Jamaican, and my mom's South African, so I didn't grow up, yeah, I didn't grow up hugely immersed in, like, either of those cultures, but I feel like just having them be a part of me has helped me feel more connected to, like, the whole diaspora of Blackness, which has been really cool, and I've just, like, had a greater appreciation for all of the different cultures that we've managed to create, you know, mm-hmm. from no matter where we are in the world, it's been pretty awesome. And so, yeah, I would say it's definitely enhanced my experience as a Black person.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm, Honestly, South African and Jamaican sounds so cool. To me, my best friend South African. And she, she gives me life. <laughs> she gives me life.
0: You haven't lived in Toronto if you didn't want to be Jamaican at one point in your life. Bro,
1: bro, <laughs> that's that's on on period because no the way that the that's Jamaicans on, really run the city.
0: That's on African. scratcher. <laughs> it. Used to call you that shit. I'm like, damn, <laughs> no, it's on
1: <not> <laughs> yeah, oh African. Oh my
0: god! Back in the day, back in middle school days, yeah.
1: listen, they didn't like us. I was
0: trying to keep my little broken pat No, no, fail. No, fail. It was
1: ugly. Ugly, 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 ugly. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah, so me, shout out to the West Indians. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I feel like for me, like my Black experience is totally like attached to my like ethnic identity. Being like East African, I feel like that is just super a part of my life. And I feel like how I identify most of the time, it's like if somebody asks me where I'm from, I say like those places. I'm like, oh, I'm Ethiopian, Somali. I don't really say or I say, like, oh, I'm Black. But I'll never really say, "Yo, I'm Canadian." Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Unless I travel. But when yeah. I travel, What's I'm that? the first to say, "I'm from Toronto." What's up? You know what I mean?
2: Why <laughs> <laughs> not Drake? Do-
0: I'm the friendly black. <laughs> Listen, I'm coming from a privileged country. I'm not here to use your resources, or you know
1: what I mean. Oh my gosh! Oh uh, yeah, I totally agree with Uba. I always tell people I'm and Uganda, you might not where, know where it is, but we have great food and you're missing out, okay? When I tell you chapati is, we'll be giving you life, come on, like, uh, Palau, like, oh, you guys are missing out on food, okay? I'm just going to let you know, we might be a quiet, we might be some quiet countries, but when we tell, we be chefing? We'd be chefing. That's it. That's all I got to say about the food. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I ain't never heard of that food. I'm no, not even going to lie to you. I ain't never heard of that. I'm like, what?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's that it's it's underrated because you guys don't, you're not looking for it. You don't know. I'll put you on. Don't worry.
2: Dang. <laughs> okay. We, got set up. we just got plugged right now. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. And last question, because I feel like we're good for time now. Um, What is yeah. something that is a part of Black culture that you can, that you bond over with? with all other black people so what you're saying like humor it could be black twitter it could be a variety of different things you know what i mean like what is one thing that you bond over that you bond with other black people with listen that's not gra- grammatically correct but you know what i'm saying okay
2: no no we got you <laughs> thank you go oh, okay well, um something that i personally agree with, um that i personally love is um it's just the hardship right like um, if someone is able to like, go through something like like r- like tough and just like overcome it, right, um, and seeing like how strong they've become after it is just like it's the coolest thing. And that's actually like kind of what got me into jazz as well, like in a similar like I guess facet. It's like um, I like I knew someone who was really good at playing his instrument, and when I started, I couldn't even get the first note for like like the first like two days, right? Like I couldn't even boop, you know what I mean? But like um, just like, seeing, like, how much, like, I've, like, developed from, like, that, like, where I started, it just makes me want to keep getting better. And, like, yeah, it translates through different hobbies as well.
1: Yeah, that inspiration is truly on the next level.
0: Daniel I feel
3: like music, music is, like, one of those things where it really doesn't Mm -hmm. matter which culture it's coming from it's always hitting like it's never not you know the music's always popping and i just feel like it's something that is like at the foundation of like blackness it's just important to like almost every black person i meet Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter you know what specific type of music it is and i feel like it's always ended up being this Place where we were also getting across like our messages, our political messages, our social issues, um, you know, our truths, our experiences. And so it's been like a healing center. And it's, yeah, I think music is probably something.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that what goes with music is dance. Ooh, black people. <laughs> Ooh, black people. And they dance. Oh my gosh, you can't take it. One thing that you can't take away from black people is their dancing okay and I wouldn't music.
0: say that I, I wouldn't I mean, say all black people can dance I'll say like no I'm not 100%. talking about all
1: people I'm not talking about all people I'm just saying in general you can't take it away from us oh true, true, true,
0: true. <laughs> yeah one of my good friends Bruce stiff she's stiff she is stiff Ooh. very sad very sad and she's Jamaican I said listen I don't even know how that's genetically possible but it happened <laughs> but it happened
1: No, <laughs> I mean, no 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 no
0: go ahead I, I just wanted to throw that out there that we can't Make those generalizations you can, but like there maybe a couple who don't
2: you know
1: follow a, you know? a couple of sections <laughs> no no, of, yeah, I mean, yeah. like there's obviously some outliers, right, but i I just think that's the <laughs> the way that um music and dance like is always incorporated in th- the same thing, and like the fact that um, I'm not sure maybe Izzy can like help me out with this, but like I. I've heard that like the two four is like really like in all black music, like yeah, it actually is. It's in all black music, like like, and I feel like that might be a a, a, like a link into like how black people always can catch like like not all black people, but like a majority of black people can catch a beat like whatever music it is, you know.
2: So yeah, I I think that's that's, that's, not you distinguish it, it by that. Look, go, look, look, Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just have yeah, that. You know, like, pose. you can. Feel like, it. You know, like, you? are like, you know you know? right? about to bust it? Yeah. Out. Listen, mm-hmm.
0: My ancestors do this shoulder dance. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Iskista. Kind of stiff on the bottom, oh, yeah. but we very cool. loose on the top. I don't know if that really. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Not or... before, but I'm interested in it.
0: Okay. Look at it up. Iskista. <laughs> no. Look, look at look Trust me. You'll, you'll be looking at people like, what are you even doing? They're just like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you know but it's, but it's I think um I think it's so funny because yeah. like there's some some cultures that are so like into like different parts of their their bodies like arms or like shoulders or like Tanzanian culture is like like the basis of like twerking so there's a lot of like booty movements right so like there it's like a, diff- a different yeah. things like they have legs in Nigeria it's all about the legs you know like it's so cool that like there's just like a specific body part that like certain countries are like just so you know like that's their that's their portion you know that's that's them right it's i think that's so awesome
0: yeah whenever i'm out at like before See, this is very weird because when, like, we, were allowed outside. when we were allowed outside, you know, you go to little like Afrobeats parties and stuff, so you, see, you hear all oh, the Afrobeats oh, tunes, you're dancing, you're having a nice little wine. you know what I mean? Great times, oh. listen. Everybody get in the little circle, people would be shaking their behind, I don't know if I could say the other word, Ryerson. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Getting freaky oh. on the dance floor. Those are great times, and there'd always be that right. one white guy in there. That was putting all the moves. I was like, wow, you're even better than me. This is crazy. I don't know how this <laughs> happened, but I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doing his own little thing, you know?
1: They did their research.
0: Lived experience. Mm-hmm. Was I, 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> so, that was a black girlfriend. that out like,
1: there. That's, so <laughs> that's so interesting. like, our influence. You know, like, look at us, Girl, right?
0: Everybody want to be black. Listen. Everybody mhm mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I saw this tweet. um it was like nothing moves without black black content or black experience, yeah, right, like nothing nothing, not even a no, nothing. <laughs> it's all us, <laughs> so <laughs> i I so love that. Good. I appreciate that, yeah, right, and just like honoring blackness for what it is, for what it's contributed, how you know. it's it's shaped the world so on that note um i guess we can wrap up thank you guys thank you zanay ezekiel thank you so much for being our first guest our first guest lovely guest (laughs) yes it was so nice you know just chopping it up with you guys and like having you here on the black experience podcast to speak about specifically um Black intersectionality and you know, sharing your experiences. And um, wanted to thank the listeners uh, for joining us here in the space. Uh, we hoped you enjoyed hearing from Black students and allowing them to be themselves. And we hope you could either relate to the words or maybe you learned something new. So um, my name is Sanyu and- um, I'm Uva. <laughs> And uh, that was the Black Experience Podcast brought to you by Ryerson Student Life and Campus Engagement, also known as Slice of Life.
0: Thank you, guys.